contrast quality clarity is kind of a really nice little thing that I keep in mind always. Like if something is starting to trend in a direction that I don't want it to go and I want a safe play, I can think of those terms and maybe I need a little more clarity. How can I drive that home? Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Ben Stocks, what's up, my friend? How's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. Ready to talk about some digital marketing today? I am. Hopefully, hopefully I can be coherent. I don't talk a lot. I'm behind the screen. I'm looking at numbers and stuff. So hopefully you can keep me on track. So <laughs> it's like, oh, what is this camera? What am I doing? Right. I know. I Normally, go out in public uh, and it's weird. Right. <laughs> are all these people here. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't you tell people who you are, who you work with, what your main role is so that folks will understand who they're listening to today? Sure. So um, I work for Kiss Marketing. We work with, you know, gyms all across the country and Alloy, of course, which is awesome. Um, but do you want like a little bit more background on myself, kind of how I got there? Or Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I I started out, um, I owned a gym. I started a gym when I was 20, 21 years old, um, ran that for, I had, when I started out, I had no clue whatsoever what I was doing. I was like, putting out yard signs at midnight, you know, driving around and stuff. And I worked a minimum wage job on the side. No clue. I was just like, I guess this is how you, how you get clients. Um, and then lucky enough, found a series of mentors who, you know, introduced me to advertising, marketing in general. And then almost immediately, I fell in love with that because it was kind of like a superpower, right? It was like I could put something out right. there and 10 clients sign up, which was so cool. Um, Boy, the early, after about, the early days of Facebook were something too, right? That was huge. I was very lucky in that regard. Like immediately, you're <laughs> we expert, all were right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Everybody exactly, was an expert. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. But that's. I mean, it's a really good point because it's like a lot of people who were were experts at that time are now gone, of course, because it's gotten you know much harder. But um, event. So I started working with different gyms while I had uh, my gym, which was cool because I got a little more insight into outside of just my area. But eventually, after about six years, I sold my gym. And then like late 2017, I just went all in on digital advertising. So that's kind of how I got here. I work with mainly gyms, of course, but I also lucky enough to work with a lot of people in like the internet marketing space, like coaches, course creators, stuff like that. So it's nice to have a wide range where I can swipe things that are working from there over with the gyms. And even with the gyms, it's like there's little things I pick up where I can put it over there. So it's nice to be nice and wide, but really have something that I can focus on, which is, you know, of course, fitness and gyms. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Listen, I, I didn't realize that you'd owned a gym. So it's nice to have a fitness yep. background. And I agree, yep. like there's so much to learn from other industries. And we've always said this, like, if you can be good in fitness, because we're, we're really essentially selling and I'm air quoting that selling something that pe everyone needs, they just don't always really want it. Right. And so it's like, you've got to be pretty good. Like if you can market and sell fitness, well, you can probably do good almost in any sector. I feel like just because it's a thing that everybody wants it, but you know, it's like, there's a little four letter word involved in some of this stuff, which is work, right? It's not immediate, <laughs> no immediate gratification. There's a lot of, a lot of things that make it a, a, a somewhat challenging thing to sell. It's a noble, sure. noble thing to do and an effort, of course. But well, look, before we get into it, because essentially, you guys, what we're going to cover today is the three main keys to successful digital marketing. And this is paid digital, right? And then we'll have a uh, probably throw in a bonus at the end. We had a conversation beforehand. 
but really the three main things that, that Ben sees from working with gyms all over the country. But just to make sure Ben is a stand-up guy, he knows what he's talking about. Do you have a dad joke today, Ben? I do. You prepped me, so I cheated, and and I prepped beforehand. I didn't have it ready. That's but. okay. <laughs> as long as you have one. As long as yeah. you have one, you're good. I got what it. you got for us. <laughs> All right, so people are too, too judgmental nowadays. I can tell just by looking at them. <laughs> I think I've seen that one. That's awesome. I have you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here's mine. No, no, I don't, yeah. I don't think I've used that one, but I like it. So uh, <laughs> I saw a guy standing on one leg at the ATM the other day, and I... Um, you know, confused, I asked him, like, hey, man, what are you doing? And he said, uh, you know, I'm just checking my balance. Yep. Yep. That's great. I saw I saw that one, too. I was debating. That was one of my debatable ones. Don't, to don't give away my secrets. I could have made that up. You're like, oh, I saw that. I'm like, that's true. Exactly. You, you posted it, I'm sure. I saw it. <laughs> no, man. No, we go through it. It's funny because, uh, you know, Matt is my normal co-host when we shoot them, like, live, right? And uh, half the time, Matt will he'll take a long time off. I'll do a bunch of podcasts with guys like you, you know, we'll zoom them in and and then he'll get back on and he won't have listened to any of them. So he'll lob one out there that was just used like two weeks <laughs> yeah. before. I'm like, bro, catch yeah. up. You know, it's like so <laughs> funny. Well, look, man, um, I think the best way to organize this is the way we said. So the three keys. So I'll um, I've got some notes that you sent over ahead of time. I'll read the keys and then we'll just have a discussion. Right. So sure. point number one you had is have something people want. And I think um, my knee jerk to that was like, well, duh, you know, we always talk about like the easiest way to market is you're on fire. I have water. That has to be the general premise. Like you have something you're trying to accomplish. I have the solution to that problem. Let's do business together. But what did you mean by have something people want? Yeah. And I'm glad you said like the duh reaction. And that's kind of what, when I, even when I was writing it, it's like, it, it seems like so dumb to go over, but it's like, Common sense is not always common practice, right? Like I, I get put in situations very often with ad accounts that are currently running and they're like, you know, you know, Ben fix this, you know, I get thrown into it to kind of, you know, put out fires and stuff. And typically the business owner is kind of rambling a bit to me when I'm getting a little bit of background about my cost per click is this and my CTR, which, you know, click through rate, which we can talk about, but not important. The, you know, is this and they're really fixated on the numbers and stuff uh, as far as front end metrics. And they read something and they, they just get lost in the weeds. And I can tell like 10 seconds that, man, this is an offer issue right off the bat. And I think, it, it, you know, we can go into this more, but I, I think very often what I find, especially with people, Owners who are still kind of in the in the sales seat as well, or maybe they're very close to that, they're not as removed, they tend to have like, again, these knee-jerk reactions to maybe they had three or four people in a row say that they can't afford it or whatever, right? And they start to whittle away at the offer itself and make it more, they're just removing all the things that make advertising work, like making it outcome-focused you know, make selling the destination, not the plane ticket, all that stuff. And they try to really like, they're, they're like, I only want to talk to people who, you know, have you know, tons of money to spend and will come in and sign up for our longest package and, you know, no questions asked. And they're hundred percent committed to start right now. Right. And it, it almost like, obviously they don't want to do the sales work, which again, understandable. It's frustrating when, you know, you've dealt with that, but the, I think they just whittle away from it and they forget that, Facebook itself is an interruptive platform. You know, it's not Google. It's not high intent. 
So a lot of people get on Facebook and they're looking at pictures of their cousin's wedding, right? And they they didn't get there to sign up for a gym or they didn't go on there to sign up for a gym. So a lot of people, it's again, it's this whittling away process that makes things worse. And then they're trying to propose instead of like sell the first date, if that makes sense. So it's just important to keep that in mind, I would say. Um, But yeah, and I think also like offers go in and out of style. So what worked in the past, you know, may not work today. What works, you know, right now probably won't work in the future, right? And we saw, you know, a huge saturation of the market, you know, several years ago with the free six-week challenge in fitness, right? That was a big thing. Right. And now, you know, the market has sophisticated. Like Eugene Schwartz wrote an amazing, it's like a the Bible of advertising kind of called Breakthrough Advertising um, way back in the day. And he talks about market sophistication and markets change. And that's why it's so cool with Alloy. You know, we've got so many locations that continues to grow across the country. So we're able to see into everything at once which is so cool because even in, you can speak to this more, um, it's like some markets sophisticate faster than others, right? They might be in a really progressive, fast-moving city. And we find that, man, like we were testing something there, the offer really took off. And we know that this, you know, this other location in, in like a slower developing area really could benefit from this offer down the road. So really my whole point with selling something that people want, you know, without going too into the weeds with with it would just be like it makes the ad management side and the button pushing and the sales everyone's life infinitely easier so if you find yourself like beating your head against the wall it might truly just be an offer thing you know at first uh before you can have a real discussion about you know the nitty-gritty but nuts and bolts of uh of you know the the metrics so sometimes it can be, I mean, obviously there's parts to advertising. There's the offer itself, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's the imaging, there's the the copy, right? In the ad, yep. all those things are levers that we can pull. But essentially yep. you're saying at the highest level, the offer is the most compelling thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's right. nothing you can do. Again, you can't sell something. People use the example of like the pet rock, right? But like it, but that was truly a gimmick and it was a fun thing. And, you know, the marketing, of course, carried that, but there, there was a story attached to it. And I think a lot of people, they they think they they get fixated on like, here's the magic thing that I'm going to sell because it will make my life easy on the back end with sales. And I'm going to get only highly qualified, ready to go leads with this. And again, this is just the good idea of fairy talking. We don't have data for it. And then they put it out there and then it's like, man, like ads don't work right? Like Facebook ads don't work or, you know, whatever. Um, and I think they just, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot, you know, kind of before they get started. Yeah. And a lot of that's just tempering expectations, right? I think you guys yep. do a decent job of that. And if you haven't been exposed, like, let's say like in our world, you come out of working in big corporate and you've been working in finance, so you haven't really done a lot of marketing. And a lot of our franchisees, new ones will say, Hey, marketing's a blind spot for me. Right. Right. It's like, okay, great. It is for a lot of people. That's why we say, Hey, work with kiss, you know, required during pre-sale. And then you're a preferred vendor after that. We keep working with them. Great. Um, but I think if you don't understand the way the metrics work, you know, like if you're closing 10% of your digital leads on the regular, that's pretty good. I mean, that's a good metric, which means 90%, are just misses because again you got to think about the platform this is direct response marketing and by the way it's only one of your marketing channels right you probably have three or four maybe us up to six different types of pipelines for marketing this is just one of them so it's not the end-all be-all and i think if you don't 
understand how digital marketing works, it, it you are you can put a great offer out there, but keep in mind that the offer is simply to get someone to put their hand up, which is the early to your point. It's not like they're going to sign up online, pay in full for five years. They're the perfect customer for you. It just simply doesn't work that way. And there's a lot of work behind that, putting the hand up to get the right client. And through all that distilling and filtering, you'll end up with about 10% of those people in your business, right? So start with a relevant offer. But the the purpose of the offer, what I'm hearing you saying through like a layman's terms, is not necessarily to transact with someone in a very personal business, in our case, certainly personal training. In an ongoing basis, it's simply to start some type of communication, right? And then yeah. through that, there's many processes built in automation, follow up and all the software and stuff we have on the back of this to follow up with those leads. Sure. But you should have your expectations should be, hey, it's a disruptive marketing to your point. You're on there looking at your cousin's wedding and then bam, you know, it jumps in front of you. And maybe you see it five or six times, you know, maybe you kind of click on it and then we retarget later. And I mean, there's all these things going on, right? So you just have to understand the type of marketing that it is. And within Meta, which is great for our customer avatar, which is sort of 4565, right? And yeah. you know, Instagram, Facebook, I mean, those are good places to be. Yep. Um, but that's that's the nature of that type of marketing, right? Yep. So I think it's good for people to understand that so that it sets the right expectation for them going into this on what is digital marketing. And listen, you can go Google, which is also YouTube. Again, lower engagement, but higher intent. That's another yep. play that we can also do. But I think for the sake of this conversation, where we start, certainly in a pre-sale, is just like we're going for volume, right? We're throwing a wide yep. net out there around your yep. in your radius, and we're going to get everyone's eyeballs on it. If nothing else, it's a branding play, and then we're going to get ten percent of those people to actually come into the gym, you know, or come into the studio and take advantage of our services. So have something people want, so a relevant offer, and keep in mind that offer has to be built for the type of engagement we're talking about, right? So there's no offer that's going to have someone sign up without speaking to you several times and give you, you know, the type of money that's involved in personal training for a one-year membership or something. It's just not going to happen. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think too, it's like, I I don't want to discount, you know, there's, there's ways to, you know, sell effectively. There's a million things you can eliminate objections harder in the copy. You can, you know, drive home certain benefits, reach out to a certain avatar more aggressively. But I think ultimately like to to paint with a really broad brush, it's like if you don't have at least the offer dialed in, you're going to be in trouble. And I think to your point, it's, you know, have multiple channels 100% because, you know, the worst number in business is one, right? And I think too, it's like the, yeah, you don't with Facebook meta, I'm horrible with, I once I, I've been on Facebook forever, so I never say meta. So just bear with me. But um it's like Twitter. It's like, it will never be X. It's like, it's Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but that's right. <laughs> you have no clue how far down the commitment, you know, runway these people are. They might be, you know, nowhere near it. You know, it's like, and then you, you, through over time, you know, a mentor of mine always said like, you know, be there when the problem you solve gets to the top of their to-do yeah. list. Right. So yep. um, we often say like, we can put the right ad in front of the right person. We just don't know the right time. Meaning like yep. a, a lot of it. And look, that's that's a lot of the other kind of marketing that we talk about community based and just being that top of mind solution for when they do get back from that cruise and see that picture or when their knee hurts again or they can't keep up on a hike with their family. And they're like, all right, well, this is bullshit. Like, where's where's that place that's near the grocery store where I go? Right. And then they look yep. you up and they come walking. in. I mean, I've had people literally walk in 
my original facility, which has been open for 32 years with a flyer that was like 14 years old. Now, I'm not saying that that's our expected return on investment sure, sure. time span, <laughs> but it just goes to show you, it's like, I've had this on my refrigerator for 14 years. I'm like, 100%. okay, because it was the right person. It just wasn't the right time. So we're casting again that wide net with a relevant offer and trying to get people to put their hand up and there's processes behind that. The good thing about Alloy are you guys working with us is that to you, to what you mentioned earlier, we're in several different markets and what we've experienced in the past is like a one-off gym, or we just had a couple of corporate locations. We would engage with a new marketing company and there was an obscene amount of time creating content to give them and then them split testing ads and trying to figure out our customer avatar and how fitness worked. So it might be three, four, five months before we even really started to get a return on our advertising because they were sort of feeling their way along and trying to find out what would work for us and specifically to our market. And what we found with you guys is because you work with our brand, fitness in general, but specifically our brand a lot, is that typically in a pre-sale, it's like we turn the marketing on and that time to value as far as like a measured metric on when leads start coming in, it's normally hot and heavy, like really fast and furious, right? We're more concerned about getting our franchisees to be fully ready so that when we turn it on, we're not taking reps on like live, you know, clients, right? 100%. And on the on live dollars as well. And so that's been a real advantage for us. So I think, you know, if you're a potential alloy franchisee or an alloy franchisee listening to this, or even any other gym owner that might consider working with KISS, like these guys pretty much have it nailed and they don't just work with models like ours that are personal training. But if you got a boot camp or whatever, like reach out to these guys. I mean, they do so much work in fitness. They'll they'll put some leads on you. Um, point number two, know what story the data is telling. And solve the right problem. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so I think really, it's almost like the example if you're in a relationship or something, and you're you're arguing about something like someone not taking the trash out or whatever, it's almost like, eventually, you you hit that point where it's like, oh, this isn't what the argument's about, right? It's like, it was actually something else I did last week, you know, right, right, right. (laughs) So I think too, again, just using the example, I'm, I'm so often thrown into fires in, in different scenarios and something that's running and uh, very often again it's, it's easy to be myopic when you're when you're just stuck in your one little ad account um and you know you you can't see the forest for the trees because you, you're fixated on like this must be the problem and i think very often like i just find that man the thing that they've been fixated on is not the problem whatsoever so a really simple example and we can dig into more nitty-gritty but like Let's say I always try to think, okay, where in the funnel is the problem? So you think of the sales funnel, the whole process, like, let's say that you've had a campaign running for a while, and the cost per lead is great, and it's been steady. And what I mean by great is it's sustainable, profitably, you're able to scale, and you're able to make your money, you know, stuff like that. You you've, you know, your numbers on the back end, and everything's good. Um, and then you find, okay, it's been two weeks, and we've signed up half the amount of people we normally would. And then the alarm bells go off, right? It's like very often our mindset is to change everything, right? It's like change, you know, change the copy, change the targeting, change everything, uh, new ad budget, everything. And you may forget, maybe it's just the middle of August and people are pushing off their starting point session several weeks out because they're getting their last minute vacations in, right? So the the thing with that is you kind of screwed yourself in a sense because like the ads that you turn back on and we can get into this more later as far as the algorithm goes but like the ads you turn back on are not necessarily going to perform like they did before so 
a lot of times when you turn something off, you're telling Facebook in a sense, like this didn't work for me. So Facebook, you turn it right back on. They're like, you know, oh, I made a mistake. I'll turn the, you know, this one that was working back on. And then your lead cost goes through the roof. So you always want to make sure, you know, to the best of your ability that you're making the right decision. So to make it even more practical, you know, strictly from the ads front, if let's say your your cost per lead, right, is creeping up and up and up, like it started out and it started like gangbusters and then it's creeping up. Okay, we know that we have a front end ad problem at that point, right? So a, a lot of times, like without... Again, there's a million ways you can drill down and get very specific with this. But I think I try to think of like three specific phrases with this. So I think of contrast, quality, and clarity. So with contrast, like, and, and again, this is if you have a CPL problem, your CPL is going up and there's a problem. A really simple way to think about it would be very often you do just need a change on, on the front end. There might truly be some ad fatigue. So Let's say you take a look at some images you've been running and it's all the same branding and you're using the same type of text on there and the same style, whatever. And you could think, okay, like I want to run an image contrast play. That's how I think of it in my mind. You could set up a small test where you usually you use like images of selfies that your trainer took with your clients where it's just fun selfies or whatever. And that's your only test. And you run that against what you're currently work, working with. And then the CPL drops like crazy in a good way. It's, you know, CPL dropping is good. Um, great. You know that the contrast play in that scenario worked, right? So really simple, like, way to think about it. Like, man, maybe I just need some contrast. How can I add that in if there's an ad fatigue problem? And then quality, I just think of that as like a safeguard against, especially creative people getting too contrast excited, right? So like, because you, you, I've taught this to some people and then I look at their advertising like two months later and they've gone off the rails. Like they have no brand identity anymore and they're making these crazy videos. It just, they're again, they've lost the brand identity in a sense and there's no long-term professional identity in their town. So it just gets weird. So having quality in mind, like, okay, like everything we put out there, we want to be high quality, especially, you know, alloy. It's like, we have a, we have a good brand. We're solid. Let's keep pushing that and not go off the rails. Um, so keep that in mind. And then clarity would be your other play. So, you know, sometimes there's an issue where you could just be more clear, right? So, you know, who are you calling out to specifically? Can you drill in more on that? Like maybe your location does for whatever reason, very well with women over 40 specifically. Are you calling out to that in the copy? You know, maybe you're not and you realize, okay, I could clarify a bit more. I could niche down a bit. You know, is my targeting specific to that? So contrast, quality, clarity is kind of a really nice little thing that I keep in mind always. Like if something is starting to trend in a direction that I don't want it to go and I want a safe play, I can think of those terms and kind of like, okay, like, Maybe I need a little more clarity. How can I, you know, drive that home? You know, be a little more specific with what are they getting with this, you know, 30-day program that you're offering or whatever. Um, you know, is there a way that we can take a more specific angle? You know, maybe it's around someone who just wants to get healthier as opposed to like lose a bunch of weight, right? Or whatever. It's just, it's clarifying a bit more. So that's kind of a, it is a huge, huge toolbox, but I like that, you know, for simplicity's sake, as far as like, you know, next step. Um, but really, so to go back to our original point, like know what story the data is telling you, you, you wouldn't have gotten there and really, you know, 
trained your ad account in the correct way if you were solving some problem that didn't exist, right? Like you realized right. from that that your you you drilled down that it really was an ad issue on the front end, whatever that may be. So you know, digging in and, and figuring that out is the most important thing, right? Um, it's almost like if someone came into your gym and they they weren't they were like, I can't lose weight, and you know, you 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 put them on this huge cardio plan or whatever your belief is, you know, around fitness, and months later you find out that they have a twelve pack of donuts every night. It's like you didn't really solve right. like that's the problem, right? right? Um, right. so if you eliminate the problem, then it makes life easier. Well, we find too, you mentioned an interesting term in there that we use a lot, which is ad fatigue. So like yeah. specifically to when we require, you know, franchisees to work with you guys, which is during pre-sale, we normally see the ad spends, you know, anywhere from 10 bucks up to the 20, something like that. But, huh? you know, it's a yeah. 12 week pre-sale and we'll see the cost per lead, you know, go up over time yes. because there is genuine ad fatigue. But we're still in this time period where we need to keep running that scarcity hook founders rate limited number, which is true. Right. Yep. Um, but like, it's funny because like that's just the way it works. Right. And so we try to do a good job of even preparing franchisees to say, listen, your cost per lead is going to start out, you know, the volume will be high and the cost will be low and the volume will go down a little or maybe not, but your cost per lead is going to go up. Right. Yeah. And so if you're on a, you know, a proposed flat spend each month, right. Yeah. You're probably going to get a little bit less leads because uh, the cost per lead is going to go up higher, but that is the nature of running the same ad for three months. Right. And you can't really tweak it during because to your point, if you if you're trying to fix something that's really not broken, and that's the nature of the beast, you've got to finish your pre-sale. Then we tweak and we change the ads and we go back for something else. So it is interesting that the ad fatigue, I mean, we see it almost every single time, right? Yep. And so it's just nice to be prepared for that, right? Yep. Well, and I think too, like, and I don't want to jump ahead, but like, you know, next section, we talk about like solve the right problem the right way. And, you know, well, yeah, hey, man, let's do it. You teed it up perfectly. Yeah. It, but yeah, you did. number three, number <laughs> three for Ben, <laughs> solve the Sorry. right problem the right way and get ahead of problems. So yeah, that'd be so, number three. So what do you mean? And I'm glad you teed it up really with the, you know, the pre-sale, for example, like we really, you know, no matter what we do, you know, if we're, we're marketing the exact same thing for the most part, unless we stumble on some really weird trick that works for your demographic, it's like the the cost is going to go up a bit as far as the lead goes, because it's just, you know, people, people kind of blank out. It's like you drive by a billboard, you know, to work every single day. Eventually, that billboard just becomes part of the background sometimes, right? Um, even if they change the color or whatever. But, um, you know, I think, again, especially business owners, we're and I'm speaking as one, you know, especially owned a gym, whatever, we tend to be aggressive, kind of black and white thinkers, we're big changers, you know, it's like, we like big needle moving things, right? We're kind of aggressive <laughs> in general. Um, so I think like, again, most people, they think lead cost is going up, not good, fix it. So it's like, change everything, right? But I think like, the biggest thing is like, get ahead of problems all the time. So even I'm big on like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of deal. But also take a small percentage of your budget and always be testing, right? Because there's weird stuff that always happens where it's like, man, I'm going to test this weird little trick. And you know, take 15% of our budget, things are good now, but I just want to see and you'll you'll stumble on things. Most of the time, I always tell people, vast majority of the time, you're going to make things worse, or you're going to keep results the same. Usually, it's going to be making things worse. So you just don't want to fail 
in a catastrophic way. So it's common sense in a sense, but like, it's again, it's not common practice. Take a small percentage of your budget, uh, run your tests, run maybe your contrast play or, you know, your clarity play or whatever. And if you stumble on something that's working, be smart about feeding a little bit more of your budget to it. And then what's cool is your every ad account, I like to say, like has a fingerprint in a sense. So it, yes, there are fundamentals like principles that basically always work. But like every ad account is different. There's even weird stuff. Like if you've had a certain amount of disapprovals or, you know, your credit card's been declined X amount of times and you have issues like Facebook has their own kind of rating system behind the scene meta. Um, and they, uh, you know, it can kind of ding your account a bit or you know, whatever. And there's certain demographics that have a certain, um, you know, just certain way of being. So base like over time, you develop a sense of what, what tends to work there, what doesn't. So even these little things, let's say you're on the tail end of presale and you discover some, some contrast play that works extremely well, your next offer is really set up for success, right? Cause we do know, Hey, doing this, this, this right off the bat is going to help us, you know, even with a new offer and stuff like that. So I think really it's like, ultimately when you're talking about solve the right problem the right way and get ahead of problems, don't just turn everything off, change everything. Um, cause I've had situations where, you know, I, I had a misspelling in an ad, let's say for a couple, and it's totally inconsequential. It was like, the word the was spelled wrong and it was like the fourth paragraph on the ad or something. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, I change it and CPL goes through the roof. Like for no, you know, cause it's like, we told Facebook this ad for some reason, we don't like it. We want to change it. The algorithm is for how, you know, it's, it's amazing. It, it does great, you know, great job. It's way smarter than I am, but still anytime you make a change, you don't know necessarily if it's going to be worse or better or whatever so you just want to test intelligently really that's my long-winded answer for test uh test small fail small but then once it works like go all in on it you know yeah i mean we use that as a as an overall business philosophy there's a a book written by jim collins i cannot remember the one because i've read a bunch of his books but he, he talks about this uh concept called bullets before cannonballs Okay. And uh, yeah. he uses the analogy of like two old like battleships, you know, with cannons like sailing towards each other. And he's like, let's pretend like you had a one pail of of gunpowder, right? And he's like, would it be smart to like guess your distance, right? And put all of your gunpowder in one cannon and like take a shot, right? Or would it be more prudent to put a little bit of gunpowder in some muskets? And start firing them off until you pinged a few off the hull, and then you would know your range. Then you could pour the rest of your gunpowder in the cannon and, and sink the enemy ship, right, with an accurate yeah. shot. Because you have this, and, and in in the case of business, that gunpowder pail could be money, time, energy, like you know, again, sunk cost into ads already built, whatever those things are. And so it's always prudent to fire a few musket shots out there, and then when you ping a few off the hull and you find your range. Put a little bit more in there, put a little bit more in there, right? And then you put it in there because if you just go willy nilly and you're just throwing your gunpowder, which could be your money, time, attention, whatever, you know, you know this ad, that ad, you're just swinging wildly, you're probably going to miss more often than not, right? And hopefully it doesn't yeah. sink your ship. But I totally agree. I didn't ever think about that philosophy being used in digital marketing, but of course it makes total sense because we try to yeah. do everything that way in a franchise structure, right? So we don't just. Yep bombard franchisees with like ridiculous entrepreneurial ideas that, that don't have any basis or testing right yep um, and i 100%. think 
and you just knowing the nature of who you are, you're a business owner, you're a risk taker in a sense, you know, we're aggressive and it's like the, yeah, exactly. You're, you're prone to kind of wild swing. So this will, this will prevent that, but it also, it's intelligent, right? Cause like you're, you're going to stumble on something that really just, you know, that, that takes off there for whatever reason. So you just, you go all in on it. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Well, we talked about one bonus and this is one that we drill home with franchisees a lot, but I would love just your take on, on how it works. If you could speak to that, which is to supplement your paid advertising. And a lot of people just struggle with this concept period. Like posting on Facebook is not paid advertising, right? There are di- it's two different playbooks. You've got your paid advertising, which typically is your direct response, which we do, yep. you know, certainly on in pre-sale and then, you know, for franchisees after that, but there's also your just organic posting and we provide a schedule and we even have a vendor in our vendor portal who you, will ask you for certain content and she'll post it on your behalf because if yeah. you have engaging interesting organic content and by the way and the way our gyms are 130 to 150 people it's your neighborhood gym is what it needs to feel like yep. so this can't be professionally created glossy fun stuff it needs to be down and dirty from your phone you need to see real people in there doing real workouts in that location but it's just posting and we we provide a calendar and a schedule suggested schedule for franchisees some are great at it if they're not we have a vendor that can do it but posting on facebook that's not paid so it's not an advertising campaign just we would you know the term is organic posting on facebook what kind of effect does that have on your paid advertising yeah, and I think it goes back to what we said initially, right? It's like Facebook Meta is an interruptive platform. You don't know where people are as far as committed, whatever. So it just makes logical sense, right? Like if someone is way, you know, way early in the line, right? They're just like, oh, what's this place that opened up beside me? You know, they're not, you know, dedicated right now to lose 100 pounds, you know, for an event. It's like they're going to opt in on your ad, which is great. You're on their list. You know, you, you're going to follow up, you know, whatever. But the, you know, the next logical step is to poke around on your page, right? And to your point, like every, every location, no matter, you know, how dialed in the process is, whatever, it's going to have its own personality and, you know, whatever, which is kind of the fun part. So, you know, that's your opportunity to, you know, display that really. It's like, that's going to be the thing that either pushes people away or tips them over the edge. Like there's, I can't tell you how many times, like I've, some weird thing will turn me off of a business, right? It's like, I, I, I check them out online and I'm like kind of excited to go see a restaurant or whatever. And I like, I just see something that I'm like, eh, or whatever, or like, Oh, this place looks really fun. Like, um, you know, I, for a while there, I was doing jujitsu, which is like the thing, I guess now, um, the, uh, yeah. and there yeah, was, a you, never, you never want to get in a fight in traffic. Cause like every accountant in your neighborhood and every kid is doing jujitsu could choke you unconscious. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I got to get true. on the ground first and get ready, you know, scoot over um, to me in traffic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like, and there was, I did the same thing. I, you know, looked up a bunch of mar- martial arts gym and I was scared. Like I was intimidated. I hadn't done anything like that. And there were a couple where like their pages and stuff, like I just saw, oh, that trainer looks cool or that video was cool, you know? And um, it seems like they work with people like me, you know, whatever, which is huge. Um, and they can potentially solve my problem. So I go in and, you know, I get up the courage because I think we don't realize too, like, it's a huge deal for people to walk in somewhere, especially a gym. It's, it's terrifying if you haven't done it in a while. Um, you know, so it, for certain types of people, maybe not, but like, especially someone like me, like it's like, 
it's a big deal. You know, you don't know. And if you've been in situations where they're going to hard sell you or like make you feel uncomfortable, whatever, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big risk. So, um, and I, I have a few ways I look at content, like as far as ideas and stuff, but like, that's really the biggest thing is like, it's, it's a huge needle mover. Um, you know, so it needs to be a priority, you know? Yeah. So you have to post and it's not, it's separate. I know it sounds like the most elementary conversation, but I'm just thinking through the, through it of it through the lens of like a franchisee who's like, well, we're already paying to do Facebook. I'm, no, 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 that's a digital ad. Right. Yeah. Let me see the personality of your club. And a lot of our franchisees do it a fantastic job. But again, if they don't, we have a resource and, you know, it's just a, a lady that was doing it for an alloy gym that's now offering her services to other alloy gyms, very reasonable. Awesome. And yeah. she'll just say, get me three pictures, get me a picture of a couple of people working out together, doing this and that. Yeah. And she'll just show the, the personality of your local gym, you know I mean? And, yeah. and that's really the key. And I, I mean, to a person, I don't think anyone listening to this, it's not lost on them. That's exactly what you do. You go to their Facebook page, you go to their Instagram page, you look around, see what kind of people are in there. Do they look like me? Can I do this workout? Do the coaches look friendly? Do they look effective? Are the exercises safe? You know, are they cool? Whatever you're, it is that you're looking for, right? And so you really need to project that personality because that will be probably the biggest supplement, right, to your to your actual paid advertising campaign. So it really takes both. And it sounds like a lot, but I mean, just think about like a digital notebook for placing all the personality of your club and highlighting your members and doing all the things you want to do anyway, which is show yep. what you're doing and changing lives that you're loving on people. It's like, great, show all of that. Then your digital ads will be wildly more effective because if they... If they see one and they click on it and they're not ready yet, but they go look at the page that, hey, it's pretty cool. The ad comes up again. They're like, yeah, you know what? I'm not feeling my best. I think I'm going to take advantage of this, right? It all yeah. works together. It's sort of like the the old marketing idea of like people need to see your thing seven to nine times before they take advantage of it. That's true. You know, maybe yeah. you are, you know, you mentioned it first, like putting a, you know, a, a yard sign out, you know, for fit. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Like, look, do that too, yeah. by the way, and then have a banner 100%. out in front of your facility and then be on Facebook and then post organically. Like that's the, what it takes. And the end result of that is changing someone's life and making some money in the process, which I don't think it gets any better than that. So good bonus and a great point all the way around. Um, ben, appreciate you being on, man. I know it's so hard to keep this high level because it can get so technical with all the CPLs and CACs and all the acronyms and all the things, right? But I think you did a pretty good job, especially sitting in the seat that you do, which is never leaving the house and just doing all this you know, Zen work and ninja stuff yeah. behind the scenes. I thought you did a pretty good job. So if people want to talk to you, or to kiss specifically, like where do we, where do we want to send them? I'll post the link, but do you want to just tell folks where to go? Yeah, I think you know, go to the link. I think that'll get you. You know, uh, our you know our head guy Will he set up that link where it'll get you a free call, which is really cool and kind of strategize a bit. Will's great, Will and Amanda. Um, and uh, yeah, I think just that would be my main thing. Just go there. Um, or if you want to, you know, Google us and and go, you know, send us an email. That's totally fine too. Um, but. Again, it's no pressure. We, we work with a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's we just the nice part is working with a broad range. We get a bunch of ideas and we can just put that full focus into your location and be like, OK, like we, we we're we're way further. We're not starting at the starting line every time, you know, we start with a location like we're we're we got to we're going to. We're, we're pretty good at getting you started right off the bat. And then if not, we're going to find a problem. We're going to find something that works for you. So, um, and uh, yeah, it's just, they're great people. They'll, they'll help you out. So. Yeah. Look, I appreciate it. It's a, it's a tough, like I've always, I've always thought like the digital 
advertising agency space is one of the most difficult because it's very hard to understand. And coming from a place of lack of knowledge makes it very frustrating for some people. And then you guys, you know, certainly get the brunt of that. It's like, well, I've spent this much money. My gym should be full. And then it's great one week. It's not the next. I'm like, to your point, seasonal algorithms change. I mean, it's a constantly moving target. It's just one of the five or six faucets that you need to have on at all given times. It is very important. You need to be out there. You need to keep spending even for a minimal amount for maintenance, right? And I think you guys do a great job. I really do. It's a tough space to be in. I think you guys handle it well. We really appreciate you. Obviously, you know, we, we you're required during our pre-sale because we turn it on and ads keep coming. So just keep doing a good job, you guys. I really appreciate you coming on today, Ben. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. See you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at AlloyFranchise.com for more information on the Alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.